Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Diane Callahan, your host of The Lighthearted Life, and our topic today is courageous leadership and the currency of connection. I'm so excited to introduce you all to our guest. Our guest is president of Upside Thinking and seven-time best-selling author Lisa Marie Plasky. Hello, Lisa Marie. Hello, Diane. So excited to be here with you. I am, too. I've been so looking forward to this opportunity to talk about, you know, all things leadership and courage and connection. All, all of that is, like, so important to me and I think so important to the women who are listening who are leading businesses or leading departments or leading organizations. And you, my friend, are the blessing to those people out there who are trying to do good with the work that they're doing. In fact, one of my, that makes me think of something. One of my, someone asked me after I got cancer the first time, oh, well, what's on your bucket list? And they were thinking it was going to be go to Italy or buy a yacht. I don't know how that would happen. And really the first thing on my bucket list was do good work that matters. And that's what you help people do. Am I right? You give me angel bumps again. This is my second <laughs> time with us talking this morning where they showed up. Yeah. You know, did it, that's do good things that matter. It's creating impact. That that matters so much to me and it's the reason why we're here. See, I I agree and I think oh, I just got uh goosebumps myself. Um I think that's what, like, deep down intrinsically, we all want to matter, right? We all want to leave a lasting impact, and we all do leave a lasting impact. A lot of people don't realize you're, you can leave, you will leave an, a, a footprint. It just depends on what it's going to look like. And so people that, you know, start businesses or are leading teams, it's so important right now that we help them become exceptional leaders, not leaders of projects, but leaders of people. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Leading people actually is the greatest way to be able to create impact because the, each person has about 10 people in their circle, and those 10 people have 10 people, and so you touch one and it has an exponential impact in the world. I agree. I agree. And, you know, in the past couple of years, I've been thinking a lot about the workplace, right, whatever the workplace is for people. And it dawned on me that the workplace is really a laboratory because you think about all the people that end up, you know, come to that company, that business, that nonprofit, whatever it may be, 
And they're all coming with their different backgrounds, their different levels of ability. Some, you know, some people are very strong emotionally and mentally because of their upbringing, because of their schooling. Some people aren't as strong in those areas. But we, so what we can do in this laboratory is really help the everyone grow and blossom even further into the people they're meant to be. And then, of course, we're, we're doing a business. We have a cause. We have an outcome we're trying to affect. But I think we get leaders get caught up in the outcome, which, of course, is important, but not realizing that the outcome comes through the people. So we need to focus on the people first. Are you finding that the leaders you work with are thinking that same kind of way? Well, I, I, I'd say that they understand the value of the team and the people that are on the team, and they seek to do good with them and help them be able to be the best version that they can be. And mm-hmm. they recognize that, that it's, a, it's a very delicate balance in putting people over profit. Because to stay in business, you need to profit, and so yes. it's a it's a balance, you know, a very you know a very delicate balance. So what I I what I appreciate most about the clients that I've worked with, and what I'm noticing out in the world is that the leaders I've been working with ask more questions to have a better understanding of the root cause of where a breakdown may be occurring. And by doing that, they can make the decision as to whether this is something, this is an area to invest more in with their people or, mm-hmm. or whether it just happens to be a one-off. And and I think mm-hmm. that that's one of the, that's the, you know the the I've heard the saying many times. You know people over profit, and it's it's yes, and there there has to be the the connection to the profit. So can you have people with profit? Can you have profit with people? And recognize both are 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 necessary and important in business if you're going to make the impact. If, if your business is going to create a lasting impact. You know, I, I agree with that. I think that the way in my mind, I, it's like a little vision I can see. It's like the profit comes through the people. The people, through their work, create the profit. And the people in any organization um, are the biggest investment. That's the biggest, most of the time, that's the biggest cost, Right. And so you want to make sure that, that, that you get a really good return on that investment in your people, in, your, in the salaries and all that stuff. And so you, you need to help them grow and help them, like you said, become the best version of themselves for themselves, but also then to create that end result and profit. Exactly. And, and that's when, when they're optimized, then they contribute and it becomes a a place where they also you know, use the word growth, use the word laboratory to grow. Then the growth mm-hmm. is 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 it is 
it happens. It, it's not something that's um, that's being forced. It happens very naturally, and that's one. Yeah. That's one of the things. You know, I, I you know people people want to do good. They they want to. You, you know, you mentioned that we all want to matter, and I I believe that the majority of people want to do good. Now, are there? Do we still have the eighty twenty rule or? Or the twenty sixty twenty, where you've got twenty percent that will be your higher performers who who really will give their all, and sixty percent that are trying to figure out the way, and twenty percent that are uh, that are are really taking from the organization more than they're giving. Yes, and mm-hmm. if you want those top twenty percent to to stay, and you want those sixty percent to be to convert, so that top percentage is higher, then you really do have to make an investment in the people. Totally. And then the other thing is that I find that the more you allow the lower 20%, because oftentimes it seems like they're either completely silent or completely loud, that lower 20%. And everybody knows who they are, and, and it's demoralizing to see them stay on the team and bring the team down. And so, you know, that's why a leader's job is so varied and good leaders are good leaders of people, obviously. Um, I think that, and like I said earlier, I think helping, helping leaders be the best that they can be in all these areas is so important. That's why the work that you do is so important. In fact, um, I do similar um, work on a smaller scale, I have to say, but my my clients, my CEO clients, they're, they do feel alone a lot because they can't talk, you know, they'll, they might have an, a, a really close person that they um, strategize with within their company, but they can't really talk through a lot of the issues that they're dealing with with people on staff. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's so helpful to have an outside person who has business business experience and to strategize with because sometimes they feel very alone. And that's why this, the work that you do. And also even, you know, I want to talk about your, well, you have many books obviously, but the one that I've been reading in that in my hand at this very moment is connection, the new currency. And there's so many great leaders in this book talking about, connecting with other people who are facing the same kinds of things to help them grow, you know, other leaders. So I'm wondering, what are some of the biggest challenges that are facing the leaders that you work with? Well, you touched on a really big one, and it's that idea of of, of feeling alone. I mean, that that's, uh, you know, that that is, that's a really – that's a, a a very big one, and I know for myself, you, you mentioned something where, for for me, one of the reasons why I got into some of the personal leadership work was because I was looking for a place for me. Where do I go to do my work? And so sometimes when you, when you're whether you're a manager or whether you're in the C-suite or whether you're someone that has a business. Where do you go 
to do your personal work. And that that's something where I don't know that I understood that early on. And it's the reason why I've got a business coach. I've got a spiritual mentor. I pay for somebody for for uh, financial mentorship. And it's because, and, and not to mention the fact that I, I belong to three masterminds, and it's because there need to be places that I go to be able to fill myself up to do the work that I'm doing. I can't help the clients that I'm called to serve without me first being whole. And, and that's the same thing with the leaders that are, that are out there and that idea of feeling alone is that where do I go to do my work? Where, where do I go to mm-hmm. when I have this particular issue? You, you also, um, the other thing that I, that I hear is around the demands of time. There are far more things pulling at people that say, you know, you, you've got to be on social media. You have to be um, participating in, there, there, are more, there are more activities that pull at time today. Yes. And so to, to have responsibilities at work, and then how do you, how do you navigate them? How do you decide which ones are the ones that are the glass balls and that will break if you drop them, and which ones are the rubber ones that will bounce and that you have a little bit more time with? And so the, to hear about, to hear how many leaders speak to me about wanting to find more time in their schedule, it's just extraordinary. So, you know, you know, that's something that I feel comes up quite a bit. And the other thing is coping mechanisms. It seems to be something where then because there's so much pulling at and because there's this feeling of being alone, I'm ending up having conversations with people about unhealthy coping mechanisms and how to create healthy ones. A variety of things from whether it be uh, drugs and alcohol or too many energy drinks or whether it be um, getting involved with people that are toxic. It's it's something mm-hmm. we're looking to to let go and to blow off steam for all of the demands uh, sometimes creates a pattern that's just that doesn't allow someone to be the best of of who they're called to be. You know, I agree. I with clients I talk to um or work with um something that comes up a lot is like self-care, just the basic stuff, right? Like getting enough rest, getting some exercise in your day for your physical body, but more even for your mental acuity. And you know, people talk about, just like you mentioned, they're not being enough time in the day. And so I, you know, I try to say, look, these are the things that are actually part of your job. Being, being on top, being physically and mentally vibrant, that is a requirement of your job. So, you know, I've been working with my clients to build that into like their daily schedule. No, that's your job. You're part, that's, part, that's not an extra, like, if I had time, I would try to be a little better at that. It's, no, you're a leader. 
you need to be fully present, fully vibrant. And so I'm like, mark it in your calendar and then build your schedule around it. I had I had a friend, I don't know, do you know Shelly Harrison? Do you know her? I don't. Okay, she, I, so we, we had scheduled a meeting and then um, we had to reschedule it. And she's like, you know, I'm really sorry because I said, hey, I'm available in half an hour. And she said, I'm not. I'm going to the gym and I'm, I'm she apologized. I'm really sorry, but that's part of what I'm building into my, you know, my, my life. And I said, Shelly, you're my hero. Go to the gym. We'll do this. We scheduled it later in the afternoon. She's like, this, I'm trying to build this habit and be true to what I promised myself. And I'm like, I bow down. This is exactly what you need to do. You, you mark that time as precious, and you build your schedule around it. And so um, that's what I've been counseling my clients to do. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's very interesting because there's so many buzzwords around leadership and around self-care and around boundaries and I'm really mindful and cautious with some of them uh, and, and using them and defining them. What I've heard and you know when you talk about someone stepping into here's what my you know what it is that I'm doing you know my you know my newfound commitment to myself or what I'm going to do for, for me to honor that there's there's an underlying element where when you spoke earlier about we all want to matter, leaving mm-hmm. a legacy, leaving a lasting impact, being able to do that, and going to school and getting the A's, it's like this is this means that you're a good person. You know, you get A's and it means you're good, and ultimately, all of that goes into people's brains, they carry it into the workforce, and there's this desire to try and feel worthy. And so if you have all of these things, you're finally going to be happy. And most people are surprised when their company grows, their business grows, their career grows, they get more money, and it doesn't lead to happy. And so... To take time out for self means I have to believe that I'm worthy enough, that I'm valuable enough, that the innate being of, of how I was created, I, I, I call it God. Some people call it something else and mm-hmm. consciousness or universe. But for me, it's definitely God. That, that the creation of who I am is indeed, in fact, more than enough and so incredibly valuable but this is actually an honoring of who I am. I don't have to set up a boundary or I don't have to, you know, mark something out. For me, I'm really like, are you, are you clear that you get to choose you and, prior, and, and you being the priority is as important as anything else and perhaps more important? And, and that's something that for me... I don't know, Diane, that I, I, I didn't get that early on. I worked really hard to get the A's and the gold stars and, and yep. to be enough and to accomplish enough and to, to, to get it all right and to put as much in my schedule as possible and to, to get to the point where it's like, 
I can choose to do these things from a place of I value me. And I can't tell you how often those pieces come up because we're just not given that. And I don't care how old you are or how 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 large of a company that you run or whether you just started out, until that piece gets opened up, there is no leadership. Ah. There is no connection. That is the crux right there. And I agree with everything that you said. We are just, we're working so hard towards the the recognition, achievements, goals that are that that are told to us, right? That are stories of what will what makes somebody important or whatever. And we it seeps into us. It's like you know, it just we can't you know we can't get away from that thinking because it's just throughout our society. So that's where the real work is getting getting with ourselves and getting you know, just having that clarity and that value and that love for ourselves as, you know, as complete humans who have beautiful gifts and are created purposely to do wonderful things in the world. And once we get there, then we shake all that off. And and like you said, that's when you really emerge as, you know, you're not apologizing. You're not um, trying so hard to fit in. You're not trying to prove anything, you know, except to possibly yourself but, or to the, you really work to prove the mission that you've been given to like make it happen, you know. I want to That's talk a beautiful to way. That, that, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you go ahead, Lisa, go ahead. Lisa Marie. No, I just was going to say you, you, you said something, you know, that, uh, you know that, that the, you know, the desire then comes from, I've got this mission to live out. The desire doesn't come, I'm, I'm working so hard to prove that I'm a person of value. And yes. to do that, you, you know, you, there's really an underlying element. I have a, um, a tool that I use. It, it's my SNAP technique, S-N-A-P. And so it's like to get me to snap out of it. And it's to stop, to notice, to ask the question, and then to pause, pray, or pivot. And it's like, why am I doing this right now? And if I'm doing this because I'm feeling like this is going to make me more valuable or look good or an obligation or and it's not one that's really of a pure intention then it has me actually redirect and I ask myself the question how can I be a force for good on the planet and when I'm asking those questions in the snap technique which I used to have like a rubber band to snap to to mm-hmm. you know, to to remind me I don't need that anymore because it's just it's you know, I don't have to set a timer anymore. I do this. Um, you know, I recommend that when someone's starting out that they do that and they actually set a timer to just go through this. It takes two minutes. And are you really clear why you're taking this action and now? Is this really truly what's going to lead you to that mission? And there were things before that were more about what someone else would have chosen for me than what I would have chosen for me for the fulfillment of my mission. So that you were just, you, you mentioned that and it was just very powerful. And so thank you. 
And it's the, thank you for for saying that. I mean, it's it it really is. Once a person gets to that place, whether it's in their twenties, or in their fifties, or beyond, um, it really just changes the way you breathe, the way you walk through the world. You know, the way you experience your life. You know, I mean, it it's like frees shackles from you of having to perform for other people. And once you get that freedom, you will you will never shackle yourself again to other people's beliefs, other people's demands, other people's expectations. And it's the best feeling in the world, don't you agree? Yeah, I think that's the reason why, you know, if you know, if we look at the traumas and pains that I've had to overcome and the betrayals and if we look at the experiences that you've had on your own on your own journey and mm-hmm. you use the word you know, to, to, to unshackling that that really you can't you can't get to that place without doing this kind of work it's just not possible. Yeah. It's not possible. So it's to, the hardest to, to, we'll ever do. A, a, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 one where it, it's a lifetime journey. I can't say that I've you know that I've arrived or that I ever will arrive. It's 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 one more, and the willingness, you know, the willingness to. It's it's why again back to the leadership that you can't run an organization with it. it, it Leadership starts and stops with you. You can't run yes. a successful team, a successful business, and be fully the, the have that work out in in the most optimal way if you yourself aren't optimized. And, and it doesn't matter what that looks like. And then with the untapped, you know, use the word shackle, and I, I use the word untether, mm-hmm. to unshackle, to untether to 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 really be clear. This is who I am, and I'm making these decisions based on my divine mission, not based on anything else. Your your health improves. Your everything shows up with ease, and it's hard when you're in the chaos to to understand that. And I've heard people say, "Well, just go work on yourself," and it's like, "What the heck does that mean?" And it means that you have to identify you as a priority, and then you have to really do some work in answering the questions: Who am I? What do I want? And why does it matter? And when that clarity comes, and it's not attached to other people, and it's not attached to to the desire to to simply accomplish for the sake of of pleasing. You you achieve a level of freedom that's hard to express and put into words. Yeah, I agree. Hey, you know, I I, I realized that um, I didn't do our our break for our sponsor recognition. So let oh me goodness. just say we're going to. I know because the conversation is so good. Um, we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the United States and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. 
thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and partners. Lisa Marie, I swear we could have a two-hour show because there's so much. We could dig so deep into all this stuff. Um, I, and we, you know, it's only a 30-minute show. But I wanted to touch on um, the book, your second edition of Connection, the New Currency. I think that um, for our women business leaders particularly, but true for all of us, um, finding ways to make these highest-level connections that bring out the best in us and, and provide the support, just that, that to, to take away that alone feeling is so important. And what I love about the book, I have to tell you, is you, you know, the, different, um, the different chapters, different pieces of it are written by different um, leaders, women leaders, many of whom I already yeah. know, Dan Steiner, Cynthia Wright, Becky Watley, Kathy Wright, you. I mean, the, the collective wisdom is great in this book. And there was, a, there was a story you talked about, actually. You mentioned a, uh, a woman, I believe a woman, who is a director, like a, in, in the a motion picture industry or the television industry. And <clears throat> you had said that she understands the purpose of connection but can't seem to master the art of it. And so her employees are often alienated, which makes her continue her negative style and disconnecting with, from them. And, and it results in communication breakdowns and project delays and department turnover. When I read that, I thought this is what many of the people I work with are facing. And if you're in that place, what can you do to to, you know, you know the purpose of connection, but you're not good at it. What do you need to do as a leader? Well, that's really that's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great question. And there's there's so many pieces that I um, that I want to share. And where I'll start with is you've got to have a, um, a map. You know, that's the uh, the first place to be able to to. You, you've got to be able to create what's my, what is it that I'm willing to do? Like, what, what do I actually want? It goes back to the who am I, what do I want, why does it matter? Like, you, that's the place mm-hmm. to be able to start, that clarity in building the roadmap. Then after there, it's you've got the first impression piece. And um, that piece is all about ensuring that you, you, you get the, the second date by using the 7-Eleven method. And so people make decisions about you in seven seconds in 11 different areas. And that's research. That's not, uh, you know, that's not, that's not just me. And why is that important? Well, it's important that you understand what those are because people are, are coming at a, at you from a place of judging you uh, mm. from those areas. And so if you're not aware of what they are, then you you will not be able to connect with people. They're making the decision about your education, your, your economics, your credibility, your trustworthiness, your sophistication, your orientation, your level of success, political background, religious background, ethnic background. So seven seconds to assess whether you're likable, trustworthy, or competent. And so it's connecting to their humanity. You do that by using verbs when you speak, and that's not innate. 
but the brain is making these 1,000 computations in those first seven seconds, which is incredible Whoa. to me. And Whoa. then the, the third thing, you know, if you're somebody that's really interested in dialing and connection is perspective. There's five impact, there's five, excuse me, five elements of impact. And the first one is your attitude. The second one is your preparation. The third one is your resilience. The fourth one is your competence. And the fifth one is your intention. And so people will sometimes not recognize using the first one. They'll think, well, I have a good attitude. And the reality is that your attitude is about you being open, approachable, and interested. I used to think that I had a great attitude, but my vibe was not welcoming. I would wear large black glasses and all my clothes were black. And it, it, put off, it was this off-putting vibe that said, I'm really not interested in, in welcoming others. Now, that doesn't mean that anybody who wears black clothes isn't welcoming. It just means that on me, it didn't give the vibe of I am actually interested in connecting with you. It's subtle. And most people will tell you they have a great attitude when really their vibe is one that doesn't invite connection in. Preparation. Do you understand? I mean, I went to a manufacturing company a couple days ago, and I asked questions, and I asked different questions to each of the employees. And I sat down with the person that was a general manager and said, do you understand why I asked those different questions to different people? And, and, he, and he said, no. And then we talked about it, and he said, I really got it. I really understand what you were looking for. And I was looking for what motivated them. And so I asked different questions. What do you like most about what you do? What are you most excited about? Understanding that for connection, you're simply building bridges with people. So there's so much I can say. And, and quite frankly, Diane, I have a, um, I have a, a like a, it's a summary of a, a book that I have, not Connection the New Currency, but another book that I have. And I have it summarized in a white sheet. And I'm happy to give that to you or anybody who wants it. It actually outlines all of this in practical terms, what you can do. Oh, I would, Lisa Murray, I would love that. And I'm sure our listeners would too. And as we wrap up, I want to say that your work, I love what you, you wrote about your work. You help people lead and live as never before. So listeners, if you're looking for that, Get in touch with Lisa Marie. You can find her at UpsideThinking.com, UpsideThinking.com, and you can read her articles in Forbes magazine, find all of her books, find out about her amazing events and her coaching, and and you could work with Lisa and, and help to get that beautiful freedom. And at this point, we are at the end of our show. So, Lisa Marie, I want to say thank you so much for your wisdom and your kindness of coming on the show. And I want to give a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the United States and internationally, as we are an international show. And after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are quickly expanding to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been, as always, my sincere pleasure to be your host today, 
Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week, Lisa Marie and our listeners, and go out there and have a wonderful, lighthearted life. Yay! (laughs) Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.